Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're talking Stone Mountain, the third episode of season four of Flirty Pox. God, I hate how everything's just a little different this episode. We're trading coastal elitism for vindictive ventriloquism as Jizz, Jack Liz Portmanteau, hashtag time saver, continue their quest to find a new TGS cast member. In other plot points, Tracy plots Betty White's demise, Jenna and her hallowed gaze teach facial literacy, and Kenneth explains pig anatomy. Now fetch your bowl of cherries and ghost meat, because it's time to blurg. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Hey, Tracy, did you hear? Fred Dawkins, the incredibly overweight guy that Pac-Man was based on, died last night. I will eat a bowl of cherries and some ghost meat in his honor. Orange and black decorations? Is this Halloween or Princeton Parents Weekend? I don't know whether to be scared or proud of my cousin. It's Halloween, sir. Proud it is. But this almost All Saints Day isn't going to be much of a celebration. I just heard that world-famous clog dancer Jugbert Cody has gone to a better place. He's in Cabo? No, sir. He passed away. But at least he died doing what he loved, blogging on the Huffington Post. Wow. Two down, one to go. What do you mean? The rule of threes. Celebrities always die in groups of three. You better be careful, Trey. You're right. That's not a real thing. This is going to be the scariest prison parents weekend ever! I do have to say, when he says I will eat a bowl of cherries and ghost meat in his honor... I die. That's like my favorite line in this episode. Same. It's the Instagram post. For it just killed me. His face, <laughs> the recitation of it, so beautiful. And and just apropos, it's exactly what you would do <laughs> if you were to pass. And Pac-Man has come up a lot in problematic ways about weight. Remember when uh, Jenna was in Mystic Pizza and ate like an entire pizza each performance, and she was going to be the live-action Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man I'm comes up back and again. Top is all that. So this episode has an audio track, but it is Donald Glover and Jillian whoever from Community. Oh, yeah. Gillian Jacobs. whoever. Jacobs, sure. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. So he's, he's already off the show, but she's such a huge fan that she begged him to get them to be able to do this. That's so sweet. Why do it's, you look so sardonic and hateful? Because you don't learn anything. It's like <laughs> listening to somebody go, oh my God, that was so funny. And you have blurred for that. (laughs) It's like you don't need anything else. We at least acted out again. The only really thing I learned is that Donald Glover is from Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's an actual place? Yeah. We used to have a store here called Stone Mountain. Did you never go there? Uh, No, because all the children who went to that store never actually returned. It was run by a little witch and made of gingerbread. It wasn't. It was like a hippie shop and like, maybe it was a head shop too, but... When I was at my peak, my peak, peak, peak weight, which is probably 115 pounds more than I am now. I think I'm going to say 115 pounds, and I was like, I'm going to throw something at your fucking face. (laughs) And I bought like a purple patterned jumper dress. It was like a thing. It was a huge schmata, like a huge caftan that tied here on the shoulders. Mm -hmm. So you had to wear a shirt underneath it if you had like fat and boobs, which I did. And then I got a matching headscarf and it's all I wore. Do you still have that? I 
I do not. <laughs> I would love to see what a strong breeze comes. It's just hula hooping around your neck. <laughs> no, it's not. I it goes go to, to the there. floor. It was a maxi hippie dress. Oh, so sad. And I thought I was like adorbs in it. I'm sure you were. Do you still have it? Can I be you for Halloween? <laughs> no. No. I'm sorry. Princeton Parents so Weekend. sweet. <laughs> was awful. I drove out to California. This is when I moved to Santa Barbara because I was going to be a marine biologist. <laughs> I wanted to be that too. We were destined. Everybody wanted to be a marine biologist at some point, didn't they? All right. I guess we're just fucking commoners who <laughs> ended up together by chance. How fun. <laughs> the sound you hear is my hopes depleting. <laughs> well, remember last week you said we were not looking forward to this episode? I enjoyed it more than I thought. How about you? <laughs> So here's the thing. I confused it with the episode that um, Jack from Will and Grace, who's that actor again? Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes, yeah. Plays Kenneth something or other and Tracy oh, Wilson hiding from one. the Black Crusaders. I do not like that episode. <laughs> Although every episode that I don't like upon rewatching it for this podcast, I do end up enjoying and loving. Except but for the source awards. Well, sure. You can't. There's nothing recoverable there. <laughs> it's like a plane crash in the Andes Mountains. No, there were lots of funny lines in this one. And I'm so glad we went through it because as you're reading along in the script, there's a bunch of things I missed. When um, Alec Baldwin is beating up the puppet at the end, he's like, I bought a chain of the fast food restaurant, whatever it was. (laughs) I had never heard that before. I was like, what? Oh my God. Well, Isabella Rosalini is going to steal them. Because she's over her big beef and cheddars and now she needs uh, some chocolate with ranch. I love my big beef and cheddars. The same noise she that Liz Lemon makes when she's putting in a retainer in. I like, just heard that noise. Where? Because it was the retainer noise, and it's the same as when Bianca's beating her up, pulling her top off. She's like, ah! So we open with Liz realizing she's less than fresh in her office, and she applies a scented candle to her armpits. What a great um, idea. I'm curious, what is the weirdest thing you've applied in lieu of actual deodorant in a pinch? Toothpaste. A lime. Oh, fascinating. Oh, nice. Oh, a lime. That's a good one. What about you, Nick? I've done a lemon. I should have done a lime because um, I was like two birds, one stone. Won't get scurvy. That's how that works. Um, I've done hand sanitizer during the pandemic. <laughs> we'll just spritz it. <laughs> why not? That's why we're all black. <laughs> you can't see the hand sanitizer just dripping down the sides. So she's obviously traveling to find a new cast member at Jack's behest. And she just got back from San Francisco where she found a few good alternative comments. Jack is disgusted. San Francisco asked you to find an actor from Middle America, a real person. You're not going to find him in the People's Gay Republic of Drugifornia. He's been on one ever since season four, the first episode of season four. I know, stick with me. Titled he's season been, four. Okay, well, now you just broke my fucking brain. But he's been on it with just like criticizing people and very nice wordplay, sort of like. Well, he's the wordplay expert, not me, all right? <laughs> Calm down. You don't have to be good at words to have a podcast. Shut up. Well, just like Jack, you need to relax. She's also going to Toronto, <laughs> Canada. Why don't you just go to Iraq? And this is the part I should say. The yeah, television audience like, doesn't want your elitist up. East Coast alternative intellectual left wing. Jack, just say Jewish. This is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to find out what makes actual human beings laugh because people who live on the coast are basically lizard people, if I have read QAnon correctly. And uh, we find that the thing that brings most people together is someone in pain falling as Lutz trips over with his puddings. I laugh with his, and like, I laugh. 
90s puddings containers, right? Like who puts them in like little fluted dessert things like that anymore? I don't know. Mommy's fancy boy. (laughs) (laughs) He trips and falls. Who wants my puddings? They start laughing and then she's like, oh, oh no, he's really hurt. (laughs) See, I just don't know that a lot of people wouldn't laugh harder once they realized he was really hurt. And that's the problem with America today. The real America. The real America. So Frank walks in wearing a wet-to-activate hat. Mm. Hey, Tracy, did you hear? Fred Dawkins, the incredibly overweight guy that Pac-Man was based on, died last night. Is Fred Dawkins a real person? I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't look. Sorry. I gave you the chance to say the great line, and you just... I'm here for it. Then we cut to Tracy. I rolled a bowl of cherries and ghost meat in his honor. So earnest, so sweet. What do you think ghost meat tastes like? I think it's like venison, I would assume. Whenever there's a weird meat, everyone's like, yeah, it's like a little like venison. It's gamey. I don't know what that fucking means. (laughs) So then Kenneth comes back with some orange and black decorations. Tracy's a little confused. He's not sure if it's Halloween or Princeton's parents weekend. And he also doesn't know whether he should be scared or proud of his cousin. Since Kenneth says it's Halloween... Tracy realizes that he can be proud it is. But this almost All Saints Day isn't going to be much of a celebration. Why is that, Julie? I just heard that the world-famous clog dancer, Jugberg Cody, has gone to a better place. (laughs) He's in Cabo? (laughs) No, sir, he passed away. But at least he died doing what he loved, blogging on the Huffington Post. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Where does the the Daily Mail fit in and, like, tabloid real journalism like where does it fit in oh it's a hundred percent a tabloid oh, okay so he's freaking out two down one to go what do you mean it's the rule of three celebrities always die in groups of three you better be very careful trey so i looked it up and there are some several examples of the rule of three Lay it of on me. celebrities dying in threes Peaches Geldof, Mickey Rooney, and John Panette. I don't know who they are. Oh, that's a good one. Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett, and Ed McMahon. Ah. Mm. Annette Funicello, Margaret Thatcher, and Lily Pulitzer. David Bowie, Alan Rickman, and Renee Angelil, Céline Dion's Oh, uh, yeah. That was a rough weekend. Alan Thicke, George Michael, and Carrie Fisher. Oh, It's also a rough weekend. Yeah. The other ones are all people we don't really Anyway, Tracy's unconvinced that this is a real thing. He could have used your lesson in the fact that it is a real thing and steps away from his little chair, which is immediately consumed by a falling light that would have killed him where he sat. He's this like, is going to be the right. scary. <laughs> Sorry, go for it. Go it's going to be the scariest Princeton Parents weekend ever. But it out. So now we're uh, in the halls of 30 Rock, and Jenna is being kind of a bee to Sue about the script. She sets it on fire, but then she throws the pages at Sue and is like, start over, you hack. Kenneth is in shock. Miss Maroney, are you okay? Jenna is, by her usual standards, handling things poorly. And has decided that the best way to ensure that she's taken care of when the new cast member arrives is to incite a fear environment. She's not going to be pushed aside and forgotten like that time at her sister's funeral. Ah, bleak. So Kenneth's grossed out. He's like, I don't think bullying people is a way to get them to help you. This is show business. Being nice gets you nowhere. No, being nice gets you everywhere. Florence Henderson used to bake cookies for the Brady Bunch writers, and in return... They wrote her the role of a lifetime as her own Grandma Hutchins. 
Now, this is some A-level Juliana Margulies eyebrow acting right here when Jenna says, I don't really remember the Brady Bunch because I was too young. Then they have a face-off and she's just like, fucking try me, bitch. Fucking try me, a little hillbilly. And he doesn't. Kenneth says, nothing. Jenna says, but being nice to the writers. Interesting idea. Kenneth whispers, think about it. Then he walks off with this giant weird pumpkin and walks into Jack's office. Excuse me, Mr. Donaghy. I wasn't sure if you were participating in this year's pumpkin carving contest. Or if, like, <laughs> last year, I should go jump up on my own ass. Same as last year. Uh, hang on. Kenneth, you're from Georgia, aren't you? Stone Mountain, we clarify. Although, when the Parcells first came to America, they settled in a town called Sex Criminal Boat. <laughs> it's like the Newfoundland. What is you up think- with my speaking? <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Do you think that's Cherokee? Well, you would know. What was your uh, Native American name? Uh, Wabaganese, Little Flower. From what tribe? The Ojibwa, the language of the Chippewa people. Amazing. Ugh. It's a gift. I don't like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so noble. So he's like, no, you're a middle American, a Joe average. You're the only one around here who knows what ordinary people want. So what, tell me, what makes you laugh? Kind of like the usual, I suppose. Two hobos sharing a bean. Lady airline pilots. You know, <laughs> just the classics. I remember growing up in Stone Mountain, my whole family would go down to the Chuckle Hut. Kind of That's explains- the local comedy club? No. No, of course not. I love when he gets, like, super pretentious and smug. It's one of my favorite Kenneths. You see, the chuckle is the part of the pig between the tail and the anus. <laughs> but at night, the chuckle hut becomes the laugh factory, and that's a comedy club. So we would call that a grundle on a human person, that part of the body. Would we? Yeah. We don't have... What? Between the... Uh, well, I guess not our tail, but where our tail used to be. Or tailbone, they now call it medicine. Grundle from Beowulf? <laughs> you look at me in the face and talk to me seriously. Do you think I've read Beowulf? Do you think I know what Beowulf is? Anyway, so <laughs> we're in the office of some of the pranksmen where Tufer's asking Frank about this evite he got, which is to a Halloween party. Evidently, they keep trying to throw one. But based on last year's, it's always been a bit of a disaster. And we flash back to this attractive woman who comes in to the 30 Rock Writers room. And is like, hey, I work across the street and I saw you guys are having a Halloween party. Could you close your blinds? You're really bumming all of us out. <laughs> so they decide. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's ready to give up. Frank will not give up on Halloween, though, and discusses the lore and the majesty and why he's so committed to making this happen. Halloween's a magical night where women dress slutty and drink too much, where we can hide our bodies in bulky costumes. We got to keep trying. But we suck. But anything can happen on Halloween. Up is down, black is white, good is evil, and evil becomes good. Enter Jetta, who has a pan of wrapped cookies that she purchased. But and she's is got blowing on, on them anyway, yes. <laughs> As if she baked them herself. Hey, writers, I baked you cookies. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween costume you've ever been as? Do you like Halloween? Um, eh, I'm kind of a low. I'm either like cat ears or totally in, right? So I was Mary Catherine Gallagher one year, and that was fun. Nice. What about you? Um, 
I don't know. I do like. I tend to wait to the last minute. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I am a procrastinator. But one of my favorite <laughs> throw together ones was uh, Amelia Earhart, where I found a leather jacket and a map, and I dressed up. Um, actually, a lot of my clothes were very Amelia Earhart <laughs> at that age in my life, so it didn't take a lot. <laughs> um, but I went with my then girlfriend. Um, Memories. <laughs> no one has gotten more mileage out of the world's shortest fucking relationship than you with that girl. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> so we're back in 30 Rock and we're at the elevators where Tracy is talking to Jack about his concerns regarding the rule of three. And he's like, two are already dead and I'm going to be the next to go. Jack doesn't believe it. So he says, he's like, that's ridiculous. Tracy's like, and in jokes that don't age well for 500, please, says... I got to go somewhere where nothing will happen to me. Can you get me on Charlie Rose? Anyway, Jack's like, the rule of threes is a myth. Doesn't exist. Like going bald with dignity. Brutal. <laughs> and there's a bald guy in the elevator when he says that. I know. The layers of this show. Rude. That said, I would prefer if you take the next elevator. <laughs> so now we're quick jumping all throughout all of 30 Rock. And Jenna has teamed up with the pranksters, and they're watching something that's not Lost, but Jenna has a fun little tidbit about Lost anyway. I don't know what this means, but I met J.J. Abram once, and he said the island is just Hurley's dream, which honestly would have been a better ending than what we got. Did you make it all the way to the end No, I never actually watched the series, but I know I have to be mad about it. So the pranksters managed to escape the grasp of Jenna and her spoilers, and realize that the reason she's hanging around is because she's scared about the new cast member. Um, but they decide to get rid of her one prank at a time because that's their entire identity. They meet back up in the bathroom, which Jenna realizes had its ceiling painting. Sexual innuendo, assuming she's been on her back in the bathroom and has seen the wind. Yeah, it's fun. Because, you know, her biggest uh, strength and weapon is her sexuality. Yeah. So now we're about to get in the car with Jack and Liz. We're going to go find the perfect person to show down here. Somebody who represents a real America. Liz is still saying no part of America is more America than any other part. You are wrong. Small <laughs> towns are where you see the kindness and goodness and courage of everyday Americans. The folks who are teaching our kids and running our prisons and growing our cigarettes. <laughs> People are still living by American core values. This is when Jack isn't just like a satire of a Republican. He just is them in media. It's like how Veep towards the end was less lampooning American politics and more just like acting them out in real time. It's like when the onion became more realistic than half of the real news. Should I come up with another example? Because I've got more. I'm <laughs> shaking her head um, in a way that hurts me. <laughs> and my core American values. But they end that conversation because Liz sees a restaurant called Fatty Fat Sandwich Ranch. Mm, turn here, me turn you, here. I would have the same fucking reaction to that. Is there a better condiment than ranch? I'll take my I questions think, offline. I think they mean ranch like ranch with chickens and... I think it's dual purpose is the beauty of it. Oh, really? It's a double entendre in the Fatty Fat Fat Ranch? As someone who's from real America and not you, you knew your coastal elite because you lived in Brooklyn Just for a year. Just say Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I'm not allowed to. It's true. I that was what we call a trap. <laughs> so, okay. This is disgusting. So he's like, Lemon, if this is going to play out like lunch, I suggest you crack your window now and save yourself the embarrassment in 20 minutes. 
He's like, they've got hush puppies here, which you might know better as a Kanish or a Benet. Benet, not Benet. John Benet Ramsey, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I know what this you're trying like, to do. I know what you're trying to do, Jack. You want me to paint, you want to paint me as this New York snob? Can I share with you my worldview? I'd rather hear you sing Rocket Man again. Yikes. All of humankind has one thing in common. The sandwich. I believe that all anyone really wants in this life is to sit in peace and eat a sandwich. What a surprise. Your worldview is food-based. And who am I to say that my delicious Italian sub is better than its Stone Mountain equivalent? Which is why I will be having the cart po'boy with extra chuckle. That's what is it with the writers and po'boys? I don't know. It's funny. Sounds Do we have funny. a Raspberry Fanta, too? Is John Hamm mm. coming back? Fanta. So Tracy and Kenneth... Don't you wanna wanna Fanta? He's like, Kenneth, keep refreshing. Maybe Andy Dick has died in the last 20 seconds. Okay. And now he's going to take matters into his own hands, so he calls Betty White. Hello? Boo! <laughs> Who is this? Hey, Betty, it's TJ. Tracy, I haven't seen you since that rapping grandma movie we did. You were so funny as the rapping grandma twist. So, how are you feeling? Any arm pain? Shortness of breath? Plans to investigate corruption in Russia? Yikes. Wait a minute. Are you calling me because the Pac-Man guy and Jugbert Cody died? Is this a rule of threes call? Uh, nope. Nice try, Jordan, but I'm going to be at your funeral. I will bury you. Oh, and she's treasure. still alive. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. So now they're checking into the hotel, and Liz is about to have explosive diarrhea, which is a feeling I know very well. And when some hayseed is taking forever to check you in and you are using every ounce of your energy to keep it from flying out of your butt, there should be a lobby restroom. But I know the feeling of wanting to get to your room and destroy Oh, 100%. I know, but if you got to go, you got to go. One time I was in a park in high school, and I don't know what took over my intestines, but I had to poop badly. And there was nothing around us. We were in a fucking park. I had to trudge into the woods and shit myself in the woods. Not I like I pulled out my pants, but were you looking for D? Like what were you doing in the woods? No, I was not cruising. This was not a fun experience for anyone. <laughs> Ew. That'd be really I was bad. shit in the woods. <laughs> this carb sandwich is not agreeing with my worldview. That was fun. Wordplay. Yes. So the hayseeds, blah blah blahing. How y'all doing on this November? We have reservations under Donaghy and Lemon. And we need keys. They're all in a hurry. <laughs> and Jack is just egging him on. And <laughs> the best part of this, though, is when Liz's stomach makes an ungodly sound <laughs> and the porter's like, y'all have a beagle with you? <laughs> Just give us our rooms! <laughs> then Jack continues to lay into this and is like, tell me about the peach festival. They got peach preserves, of course, peach pie, peach wine, peach jerky, ooh, and peach butter. And then she grabs her keys and runs away. <laughs> You know what they should do with people like her? They should round them up and put them all on an island. Oh, wait, they already have. It's called Manhattan. And down here, we call it Sex Criminal Boat. <laughs> Not funny. Well, luckily, Jenna's hanging with her gaze because that makes everything better. It super does. And Jenna, and this is why I believe you both don't love Jenna the same way I do, is she's a gay icon in and outside of the world of 30 Rock. Do you know Sasha, Michael, and gay Michael? <laughs> Now, of those two, which one do you think did you think was the gayer of the Michaels? Because they I both don't. seem pretty gay to me. <laughs> How fun was this little interlude? 
So he's like, can I ask you a question? And Sasha's like, why? Which is a very good burn. Um, Frank lurks away and speaks with Suri. Oh, God, it's bad enough having Jenna hang out here. Now she's bringing her friends. How can a dude in a midriff top dominate dominate me like that? Just get on Grindr, babe. You can have a bunch of midriff tops all up on you. Saray explains the secret of Halloween is to hang out with gay guys. Saray. Saray. Is it Saray? It's a common problem for me. (laughs) She's like, have you ever been to gay Halloween? It's amazing. Last last year, my girlfriends and I went to Mario Cantone's party and a renovated barn in Chelsea. So that's where the girls are on Halloween. At awesome gay dude parties. Oh my God, we go so crazy. We kiss each other. We get into vans and block out. <laughs> I mean, I'm engaged, but not on Halloween. So Frank's hat lights up because uh, he's got an idea brewing. He tells the other pranksters to stop putting shrimp in her wigs. Brutal, guys. Come on. Don't do that. And they realize that Jenna is their ticket to gay Halloween. Now, if you need further explanation about why that makes sense, he tells you. All right. Jenna attracts gay guys. Gay guys throw awesome Halloween parties. Hot girls go to Halloween parties. Ergo, if we're Jenna's friends, we spend Halloween with hot girls, says Frank and Twofer, and gay guys, says says Lutz. He just needs to come out, buddy. Come on out. Oh, this carp sandwich is not agreeing with my worldview. Hello there, folks. How y'all doing on this fine October? We have reservations under Donaghy and Lemon. We need keys. Are y'all from New York? Yes, how can you tell? New York people, always in a real big... Hurry, yeah. No, it's not because we're from New York. We're all the same sandwiches. Y'all have a beagle with you? Just give us our rooms. Tell me about the Peach Festival. Oh, Peach Festival. They got peach preserves, of course. Peach pie, peach wine, peach jerky, Ooh. peach butter. Unbelievable. I have to apologize. You know what they should do with people like her? They should round them all up and put them on an island. Oh, wait, they already have. It's called Manhattan. <laughs> Down here, we call it Sex Criminal Boat. <laughs> God, are you doing this to me? Liz is slumped over the toilet with a towel. Because I took that blind guy's hot dog. (laughs) Jack is not reading the uh, very pungent, I'm assuming, room and says, you know who's at the door? You probably know him as Hick at the reception desk, but his name is Travis Hogel. And uh, he brought you something for your stomach. What is this? Peppy Bismilk? Why is everything different here? I hate it. You hate it? You hate Travis Hogel, choir member? Desert Storm veteran, father of three. Made all that up, but you get my point. Do you even care that I'm not feeling well? And he does, enough to take a broom that's nearby and starts rubbing it gently down her back, which she seems to enjoy. <laughs> she says, that feels good. And then he gets the smell out of the air. <laughs> so he decides to trudge out to the Laugh Factory on his own. Liz objects, but she's in no condition to join him. He's going to find somebody great tonight. So now we have the ventriloquist artist, I guess. Oh, my um, God. How dare you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you hate ventriloquism? Ventriloquism? It's never 
super bothering me. It was one of my favorite pictures of Joni from Cycle 6 of America's Next Top Model, where she was the ventriloquist doll. So in the 80s, there was a movie called Magic starring Anthony Hopkins and a ventriloquist doll that came to life and killed people. So why did I, why did I <laughs> why see did this movie? See no. I, I don't know, but it's haunted me my entire life. And um, just the, also the idea that you want to like have this puppet that talks for you. I don't, I don't get it. It's not, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. And Jeff Dunham, blech, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't get it. <laughs> Makes me okay. <laughs> Not sure if I've made this clear. <laughs> hey, Rick, what's the difference between your girlfriend and your truck? I don't know, pumpkin. What's the difference? Your truck don't yell at you every time you get gas. Somebody. Reminds me of all those, uh, you know, those diners that you stumble upon on vacation where it has those um, like writing on planks, those little plaque things that are just like, I'd rather be fishing than with my wife. And they get progressively worse. And it's like, my wife's a fucking bitch and I want to kill her. It's like, Jesus Christ. Well, everyone there's laughing. So Jack's like, I'm in. So Frank walks up on Jen and her dudes. And he's like, <laughs> hey, actor friend. So what are we all doing for Halloween? She's like, oh, well, Sasha and the Michaels usually have a party. Because huh, Lutz and Tupor and I also have a party. <laughs> What if we combine the parties through one big party here in the studio? Is that crazy? No, let's do that. And then he does like sort of these, uh, these like rock on hammerheads, Texan longhorn sports stuff. She's like that gesture. I like people who do that. And then Sasha's like a party with them. Oh, don't look at me like I'm a football game. I need those guys. I've been using them to make sure I'm taken care of when the new actor gets here. Girl, I don't even have the energy to tell you what's <laughs> happening here, so read my face. <gasps> oh my God, they're using me to get invited to gay Halloween so they can meet hot girls. Facial literacy. They are scoring off the charts on their Iowa test, let me tell you. So Liz is watching the local news in her hotel room. In Metro News, Mary Hillman is going to Gaffney for the weekend in hopes that Martha or Stephanie will water her plants. <laughs> and now an update. She's like, this is a very small town. Oh my God! Look at you. <laughs> Jack's at the door. Morning, Lemon. I brought you a ginger ale. She's like, "Oh, Schweppes Ginny Pale." Ugh, this place is the worst. <laughs> He's like, "Don't worry, we're leaving. Our work here is done." In entertainment news, local funny man and sub shop owner Rick Wayne has been hired by a Catholic to appear on TGS with a black fella. So I'm still reeling from your expert fully artistness. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah, there it is. So he's like, wait, hear me out. We're hiring Rick Wayne and Pumpkin. It's a ventriloquist act. I am too sick to handle this. See. Okay, no. Because so well, that's you're Jack. Not, right. You think you're not this prejudiced, arrogant New Yorker because you are. Because in your mind, a southern ventriloquist act can't be funny. But you know and who does think it's mind. funny? True. These people, these wonderful, folksy, simple... Stop calling them simple. You know what? You're the prejudiced one. Sure, some of these people are simple, but some of them are smart, like Matlock, or wholesome, like Ellie Mae Clampett. Who are those people, Julie? Matlock is played by Andy Griffith. He's an older, um, like, mystery show. It's like Murder, She Wrote, But a Man. Hard. And Ellie Mae Clampett was on the, um, shit, the um, Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, 
She was like their sweet, real podunky daughter. <laughs> Do you really not know who Matlock is? I know who Matlock is. Like, I know it from context. I just don't know who played it. Andy Griffith. Well, now I do. In his later years. And now I know more. She's like, and some of them are skeevy dirtbags like on the Dukes of Azard driving around like maniacs, which is true. I, don't, I didn't see the movies, but the TV show starring Tom Woolpat and the dad from... Smallville. Smallville. Jonathan somebody. They were dicks. They would just be driving around everywhere. Boss hog. Terrible. <laughs> you know who used those words? Children. <laughs> That's what Liz said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My point is Americans are the same everywhere. What? My point is Americans are the yeah, same everywhere and that we are all different. You're wrong, Lemon. These people are better, purer. You know what? I'm not loving how we're getting into like this selective not good. breeding. Not good. He's like, you know what I did this morning, Lemon? I assisted in the birth of a foal. They named it Jack and it was delicious. I don't know what it is about that, but those kind of tropes always fucking get me. They're so funny. So I met this beautiful creature, and it was delicious. So gross. I'm sorry, but that, that's humor right there. Huh? Hilarity. Um, it's like, I know what I'm doing here, Lemon. We're hiring Rick and Pumpkin. She's like, we're not hiring anyone until I see them. He's like, good God, Lemon, your breath. When did you find time to eat a diaper that you found on the beach? Jesus Christ. So visceral. Jimmy Fallon walks into Tracy's office, where Tracy's hugging a pillow, <laughs> trying to comfort himself. What do you think of Jimmy Fallon? A lot of people, uh, he's very divisive. Really? Yeah. Before, I do after not care he for let him. Trump, I have he, to be. He rubbed Trump's head. During, around, before, and after. So not I don't watch fan. any late night shows like that, period. Number one, I'm not yeah. awake, and number two, I don't care. But when he and the Roots do the children's toys to a song, I will sob for hours. I love it. What was the question? I like Jimmy Fallon's little videos. I do not watch his late night show. He's been in some terrible movies. I think he's a likable person. He made a mistake with Trump. What do you think? I already said my opinion. Not a fan. So anyway, Jimmy Fallon, who we barely spoken about, tries to get in Studio 6B from here. He's like, I'm still finding my way around. And Tracy says the compliment we all want to hear. You look clean. You a celebrity? I have my own show on NBC. No, celebrity. <laughs> Network roast. I was in a movie with Queen Latifah once. Perfect. I'll show you around. <laughs> and then he starts leading him underneath the risers the bowels, and everything. yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, you're sure this is the way? Yeah, Queen Latifah's friend, I'm sure. <laughs> then Canada comes in. It's like, Mr. Jordan, right, as he's brandishing a hammer. Are you trying to kill Mr. Fallon with that hammer? What the hell? Is this a rule of threes thing? Is that how he speaks? Not cool, guy. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> but I want to live. Mr. Jordan, you're going to be fine. There is no rule of threes. Look out! Jimmy Fallon comes running with a hatchet. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, truce. Truce, okay? <laughs> but if some celebrity doesn't die soon, I'm going to kill my first guest tonight. It's a dog who plays soccer. Really? And Kenneth with the burn. Guest. I know, rude. Yeah, I loved it. Because fuck Jimmy Fan. I'm kidding. He's, I'm sure he's fine. So now Liz is on the phone. Well, you know, Did you hear that the uh, author Barrymore's of The Hatchet did die? Gary Paulson? Sad. 
I'm sorry. Me... Speak more about this topic. I don't know the book, The no, Hatchet. No, no, I don't know Gary Paulson. Ah, it's one of my favorite books. It's about this uh, boy who's in a small plane. The pilot has a heart attack, and then the plane crashes in the wilderness, and he has to learn to survive for like six months. Then there's all these other subsequent ones, like one where he goes back to the wilderness because he can't adjust to real world life, and another one called like The Winter, where what if he doesn't get rescued? It was too easy during the summer. What happens in the winter? Ah! So good. So Liz is on the phone with Pete. She's like, Pete, I'm not going to let this happen. He's like, what can you do? She's like, well, Jack says I'm just an obnoxious New Yorker, so that's what Rick Wayne's going to get tonight, and it's going to get ugly. But I, oh, my God. You're going to heckle him. Like that time I invited you to see my cover band. <laughs> yeah, and today the world is better off without Pete Hornberger, Alan Parsons' project project. I may be dehydrated. I may still be working a little chuckle out of my system, but don't worry. When I'm done, the last thing Rick Wayne and Pumpkin are going to want to do is come to New York. One of my favorite parts is like keep viewing Pumpkin as like an actual person. <laughs> so the girl's name I always say wrong is wearing a bikini. She's like, you guys, I'm so excited. I already put on my costume. Get it? I'm an Italian senator. <laughs> Jenna walks up. She's like, don't you love it? It's going to be awesome. And with one word, I can make it all go away. Frank's freaking out. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, cut the crap. You boys are just pretending to, to like me to get into gay on Halloween. To get on, uh, yeah. To get on gay Halloween? Tell, say, tell me that again. What's happening on gay Halloween? Are they getting on each other? It's like, Are okay. What <laughs> What's going on, Julie? Chuckle. Paint a picture. Grundle. Oh, Julie, come on. There is a line. Like, what do you so want? So this is what Jenna wants. These are her terms. I want two good sketches a week. I promise to hate the new cast member. And no more making fun of me when I misuse dated cultural references. Okay? Are we cowabunga on this? Fine. We're cowabunga. But if I wake up in any of the apartments tomorrow, you will buy me breakfast. Gross. So now we're back at grosser the chuckle. Than, grosser than you? Yes. So now we're back at the chuckle hut, and he's like, all right, the last pig is in the chuckle machine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we are now the Laugh Factory. We've got a great show for y'all tonight, and we're going to get right to it with Stone Mountain Zone, Rick Wayne and Pumpkin. We pan by a table where Kenneth is wearing a blonde wig and clapping wildly. It's his like ancestor. You asked for it. Good evening, everyone. Then the microphone has feedback, and Liz is like, hey, is this your first time doing this? I'm sorry. I didn't know it was filthy, thin-lipped hooker night here at the Laugh Factory. Wow. Okay. I underestimated you. Knock, knock. Who's there, pumpkin? A fair-faced skank. Jesus Christ. He's like, yep, I see her, too. Get a job, hayseed. Are you still talking? You are one mouthy bitch. I don't go to where you work and stop them from milking you. Jack decides to intervene and is like, I'm sorry, but that is enough, sir. And he's talking to Pumpkin. You are out of line. <laughs> I'll tell you what's out of line. Your old lady's knockers. I wouldn't bleep you with Elmo's bleep. Jesus Christ. Jack is appalled. Rick, Pumpkin, what are you doing? A gentleman, whether he's human or somehow more than human, does not speak to a lady like that. You two are wholesome and decent. Oh, I get it. You think because we talk like this, we're all simple and quite. Well, I'm an amateur astronomer, and Rick, Rick's black wife speaks French. Her name's Jamila. Now, Liz has emerged from the wreckage of her undoing at the hands of a fucking puppet and says, see, I told you, there is no real America. You shut that dog rectum you call a mouth. 
Everyone's Jack's laughing besides himself. Yes. Yeah. Why are you people laughing at this? You're supposed to be better, nicer. You're terrible. You're all Taylor. What is wrong with us? You're all Taylor. You're all terrible. You're all Taylor Swift. You're all Taylor Swift. Every single one of you. You're all terrible. All God's children are terrible. I got a question for you there, pal. Did you ever find smaller heads orbiting your head? Is that a comment about the size of my head? I'm a tall man. Proportional to my frame. Your frame? What are they building there? A super Walmart? (laughs) That was fun. That actually was right. You come down here and say that. I can't. I got a man's arm stuck up in me. But uh, you know what that's like. <laughs> that's wrote, enough for Jack, who charges wrote, at the stage. Yes. I wrote, Jack charges at the stage and murders Pumpkin. <laughs> and he yells out, I can't believe I bought a fatty fat sandwich franchise. And Pumpkin yells out, oh, God. He's murdering He's me. murdering me. <laughs> His head is so much bigger up close. <laughs> the deal's off, Wayne. Lemon to the Kia Sorento. <laughs> so now we're at the Hollywood the Halloween party in the studio and everyone's partying except Tracy's sitting up in the rafters. Which is not safe. It's like Tracy, get down here. I can't. I don't want to die. It's like, all right. He's like, what's wrong, Ken? And Kenneth has a hatchet like thing in his head, you know, so it looks like his head is being cut in half. He's like, that hatchet isn't real, is it? I wish my Mima just called Pumpkin. Western Georgia's most beloved ventriloquist doll has died. That's three. Tell my wife I went to Philadelphia on business. Takes his shirt off and starts dancing. Ah, this was a dense-ass episode. All the plot points were super fun. We went on so many journeys. We got a lot of Jenna. She slayed. <laughs> Bless Emma's you. sneezing. We're all good. Yeah, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Because, as I've stated clearly, <laughs> I hate ventriloquists. They creep me out. <laughs> So here's our little extra notes from the research. When Tracy Jordan calls Betty White to try and scare her to death, she's reading a book called From Peanut to President, written by Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green. He needs a kidney. The melody of Jenna's hit song Muffin Top returns as a tuba theme for darker sequences, like when Tracy tries to bludgeon Jimmy Fallon to death. Jack McBrayer plays Kenneth Parcells, portrays a man and a woman, presumably his relatives, at the comedy club. During a campaign rally in North Carolina on October 16, 2008, Republican then-Vice Presidential candidate Sarah Palin said, We believe that the best of America is not all in Washington, D.C. We believe that the best of America is in these small towns that we get to visit and in these wonderful little pockets of what I call the real America. Being here with all of you hardworking, very patriotic, um, very pro-American areas of this great nation. This is where we find the kindness and the goodness and the courage of everyday Americans. Those who are running our factories and teaching our kids and growing our food and fighting our wars for us. Those who are protecting us in uniform and those who are protecting the virtues of freedom. Wow. So this was just ripped from the fucking headlines. Just like an episode of SVU. <laughs> there it is. Frank's hats say wet to activate, costume, and C. Miller grip. I don't know what that means. C. Miller grip? So it's a, um, it's a grip that allows good wrist movement on the forehand stroke in table tennis. Good Google. Thank you. And the last one, the drive through restaurant Fatty's Fat Sandwich Ranch Liz and Jack go to in Georgia is actually a drive through convenience store called Dairy Barn, 
which was a chore, a chain of stores in Nassau County, Long Island. Fun. Fun facts. Mm-hmm. So overall fun. I mean, the ghost meat and bowl of cherries is still my favorite line. <laughs> I, I mean, Tracy also killed it in this episode because when he's like <laughs> talking about to Jimmy Fallon about being a show on NBC and he's like, no, celebrity. So fun. <laughs> Good time, so let's head to the chat and rate this mother trucker. How many gemstones? Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emma? Mm-hmm. Send. Oh my god, 86? Emma didn't watch it. <laughs> 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 so some of those jokes were really fresh. <laughs> Nick gave it a 95. Yeah, you gave it an 80? 86. An 86? I will not rewatch this episode. Wild. All right. What parts will you rewatch? The Tracy parts, the Liz parts, the Jenna parts, all of it. Yeah, but no. <laughs> all right. That's fair. Still one of the funniest shows on TV. Just not my favorite episode. Not. That's fine. The average is still a 90. So all of us will rewatch it. And Emma can watch it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, I am shocked i know i usually do better what's up next is audition day so cheyenne jackson i don't know if he actually plays the tin man the first time around but he does that no it doesn't look like him it looks like some super skinny little dude but i do enjoy me some cheyenne jackson he has some really funny parts i watch the oh danny boy the pipes the is that all right is your nose bleeding no it's a rage truck (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my all-time favorites but next week is audition day, so that's a fun one. I think so. We shall find out together. I can't fucking wait. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as Nick and more than me. <laughs> and I hope you had a great week and a couple good laughs. You can check out our thoughts on other things uh, in our other podcast called Takes All Over the Place. We're at takespod.com. We have Instagram stuff. Emma and Nick do a great job with that. Um, and if not, we'll see you next week for another episode of Blurg. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Goodbye. Blurg is a project of Teen Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.